Hey guys, welcome back to Overarching. If this is your first time listening, Shazam, here you are. Okay, but, uh, we're not saying Shazam. <laughs> we're right, not saying fine. Shazam! Right, give me five seconds, here we go. Here, come up with it. Hey, it's Matthew Blaker back here at Overarching, the St. Louis Culture Podcast. Welcome back. I'm David Lemon. And I'm Bradley Rolfe. Yes, welcome. This is our fourth episode. Um, and I wanted to jump right in with, have you guys seen this? Have you heard about this? Um, last week or so, there was an article in Vogue magazine that What's said- that? Vogue, I don't know. It's a magazine that people read. Um, and it said, hey guys, St. Louis is pretty cool. Hold on. Let's pause for a moment. Yeah. People read? I don't know. It was on the internet. Like, it's, oh, it's a okay. magazine. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Kindles. Yeah, internet. Uh, and then a couple days after that, there was a feature in New York Times, like, travel section that said, hey, guys, St. Louis is cool. Um, and it's like, if you, if, if you're, if you're, you know, on, if you're friends with any mothers on Facebook, you saw, like, your feed just, like, blow up with, did you see that people are talking about us? <laughs> and, uh, like, I'm friends with your mom on Facebook? Yeah. But here's the thing. Although your she didn't share posts it. the coolest things well, thank on you. Facebook. Yeah, my mom's pretty cool. Follow, uh, follow, <laughs> follow Bradley's mom on Facebook. <laughs> Too many bad jokes here. But at any rate, um, so it was cool. Like the two, two well-circulated travel things like when it's like the Vogue one, uh, the first one, let's see, the Vogue one said an insider's guide to the magic of St. Louis, Missouri. And it was written by someone who um, had lived kind of on both coasts and then now has been a resident of St. Louis for 15 years. And uh, so, uh, and then just kind of goes through and it, and it pretty much like, rolls through and says, hey, uh, here's a thing, and here's a thing, and it, it, uh, it just highlights a whole bunch of different stuff, uh, a bunch of stuff that I haven't even heard of, too. Um, so that was really cool. And then uh, the New York Times one, the headline was, St. Louis is as welcoming as it is budget-friendly. They have kind of a budget-oriented travel, fr- tr- frugal travel guy. They're both cool, and they both talk about, you know, the things that make St. Louis a cool place to visit and a cool place to be and a cool place to live. Which I mean, that's is, nice of them. Right. It, it's very it's very kind, and it's kind of what we are into here, too. But what I really wanted to talk about, because I'm sure everybody listening has seen these articles, because they, you know, every time someone, ta- like, every time I watch the movie The Fugitive, and Harrison Ford is on the oh, run, Harry. and he's, like, in the, you know, phone booth, and, you know, he's talking to the guys, and they're like, trace the call, trace the call. And he's, like, and Timely Jones is like, where are you right now? And he says, St. Louis. And uh, I'm like, that's us. That's us. And wh- That's the only movie. Are there other movies that you associate with I'm, I'm sure Louis? there are. But that one specifically, because they keep, the, the thing is, they don't trace the call, but they keep playing back the segment because some guy's like, that sounds like an elevated train in the background. I lived under an L for like whatever years. And that's, he's still in Chicago, guys. Uh, so, I didn't kill my wife. Yeah, but like it just right. keeps they it's keep a great line. but they keep playing the part where he says St. Louis over and over again because that's <laughs> where really? like the, so I just yeah it sticks me. But so what I want to talk about is our very own river, uh, hometown rag, the Riverfront Times, uh, releases an editorial shortly thereafter that says St. Louis is in vogue parenthetical and they love us and you know their editorial goes to talk about like hey it was really cool that there was a story you probably seen it and you know we want to get the clicks too so we're gonna like literally kmov and fox and everyone like posted links to this stuff because like we want to get clicks too and then the riverfront times That's sad well it depresses me yeah yeah but so the, the great thing so this is the i'm thing, not surprised yeah so riverfront times another editorial writer released basically an op-ed to that um and 
the headline for this one is Coastal Elites Deign to Praise Our Little Fly Over Town. Golly gee, what an honor. <laughs> That's the legit headline. <laughs> it's 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 great. And so they go on to this talk is about fantastic. They go on to talk about how, you know, like why are we why do we care what they say and why like why are we getting all all, you know, woo about the fact that people are talking about us. And it's they make one good point in the article. They do talk about like the cottage industry of kind of click getting and how I forget they say, you know, some articles like, yeah, there's like this website that just goes and writes, you know, an article a week about here's a small town that you should visit. And then everyone in that small town shares that thing. And then and they oh, get a that's whole bunch extreme. That's extreme. Right. Buzzfeed. Right. Like, so yeah, this is Buzzfeed and know. Thrillist and, and all oh, that. Yeah. Stuff. They make them about like these medium to like medium sized towns. Yeah. They just to, like, small big and they probably don't even cities. go there they probably just say trip advisor what's in this town and then they just highlight it's a like, bunch of oh, stuff there check it out you know you're from akron when you do these 17 things right buzzfeed akron why did i pick akron however now lebron however, james that's why i picked Akron. Uh, however so that was the one good thing about this article. however reading this article i was like come on guys like every time the riverfront times decides to get real snarky because they do that because they're like they're what do you the, mean, once a day? Yeah, yeah. Because they, they fancy themselves the village voice of St. Louis. The village voice. <laughs> or something like that. That's actually a good... That's a really good description It's it's not what they, what they it's, are. No, it's not what they are. It's what no, they it, think they are. It's what they okay. feel like they oh, are. It's what oh. they want to be. I like that better. You're right. Thank yeah. you for clarifying. Yeah. And and not to not to you know slam or I feel like yeah I mean there's plenty of good there's I, plenty of good their their features their investigative features yeah and sometimes like hinge on the level of like you know conspiracyish stuff but still like really <laughs> it makes for good really insightful stuff but decent so, journalism but like sometimes. every but every time they get snarky it's like they just get snarky for the sake of snarky and lose true content and analysis because like and then it's like oh like that that whole article had you know one good point of analysis and the rest was like well cynicism sells yeah 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 so it was i was like come on riverfront times let people enjoy things i i enjoy the riverfront times when it's about they they're basically the buzzfeed of st louis even though Answers.com is headquartered in <laughs> St. Louis, and they own like what their names multiply. They, now. they still exist. Their yeah. names multiply now. Oh yeah, yeah. And this is I mean, a company they, I used to work for, y'all. They both work uh, right down the street from one another. Who does Answers? Oh, yeah. and, RFT uh, has an office in the RFT. Loop. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I forgot that RFT's in Loop. Yep. Um, either way, I, I think that Riverfront Times has um a really hard time getting a message across they get so convoluted in their ideas in their stories like they just they come to the end of they come to the end of the article or they come to the end of the story or they come to the end of the joke bit that is one of their articles and you realize it has no connection to their lead and you're like what where where did my time go first of all um i wasn't really <laughs> like i didn't get i don't get a lot out of riverfront times articles sorry if you write for the riverfront times by the way i still enjoy you guys for the most part and i'm not bashing you i mean you guys do fine work just just bring it bring it around town guys just bring it back together tie a nice bow on it maybe not a bow just tie it 
Yeah. So yeah. if I'm picking up what's being a bow. put down, uh, I kind of feel like it's more or less where it feeds into the idea that they know they can win at. Well, they've they've got the followers on Facebook. Right. Once you have the followers, it's done. That's the hardest part with anything. Yeah, and they're just I'm being being a free newspaper, and then you know it was one thing they had the name recognition. When mm-hmm. digital kind of came around, they did a good job of getting their foothold in, and just like you know, you see RFT. Well, and they even like well, you when you brought it back to the you know kind of listicle side of things, I I immediately forgot, and now just remember they they do every year they do a best of this and best of that, and they've been doing that forever. And I will say one of the best articles that they do that comes out monthly is the restaurant closings and restaurant openings for that month. Yeah. And then they write a little bit of a review on each of them. I find that thoroughly enjoyable. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have a huge knowledge on what that looks like. Just the pulse of yeah. the food. I mean, obviously, there's um, there's Feast Magazine, mm-hmm. which works out of Missouri, um, and... Uh, um, well, like Ladue News? Ladue News has a little bit, but it's obviously they're Ladue-centric. Right, but the, and they still hit... And Clayton. They, they still they still hit all of, you know, St. Louis area. Yeah. Either way, uh, cool. that, go, that, read, go read an actual magazine. Go read an actual magazine. Go pick up the St. Louis Post-Dispatch as well for an actual newspaper. Holy cow. See what happens. So, yeah, see what happens. Just get in. There's there's a lot of good writers still. David, did you, did you read the post this week? I did read the post. Oh, this good. Week. I was what just, like, was gonna what like physically? Yeah. Yes, actually, yeah. I'm a grandpa. Hello. Um, I think the the main reason I read the post is to read Derek and Rick Hummel. So Derek Gould, everybody, mm-hmm. and Rick Hummel, both award award winning uh, writers. Also, Derek Gould, the president of the Baseball Writers Association of America. It's here in St. Louis, and you can read his stuff like twice a day, and you should be doing that. Also, same with Rick Hummel. We've got two of the best sports writers in all of the United States at one newspaper, and they're still struggling. Go figure. (laughs) Nature of the media landscape. I think that that speaks more into where we are with paper uh, media industry these days. Oh, yeah. That's why The Athletic is just going up. You know about The Athletic, right? Matt, let's go with uh, no more explaining. Oh, you know, oh I know about Bradley that. Knows I know about, yeah, because I've subscribed. Now, yeah, because no, like, we don't like, have to I know a sports. It. Yeah, but it's it's a look it up. It's a thing. Um, basically, it's a bunch of writers, sports writers who you know left. Like some of them just like left ESPN for it. Um, but it's a well, not paywall, just not just ESPN, right? But right. a lot. People, but it's but it's a paywall sports intensive journalism yeah. website based right? on each city. This is coming back to me now. I yeah, know, and based yeah, on each city. Yeah. So Ken Rosenthal, uh, national baseball writer, left Fox, um, Fox Sports, and said, "Forget you guys. You guys are not allowing me to write what I want." And you have to like search through all these horrible listicles, like you're talking about, just to get to his stuff. And you have to see all these advertisements. And the Athletic is beautifully designed. And wonderful award-winning writers like Jason Stark, Ken Rosenthal. This has nothing to do with St. Louis. Yeah, I have no why I'm talking about yeah. this. But Bernie Nicholas, uh, Ken Ruth, Ruth uh, Jeremy Rutherford. Why did I say Ken? 
Um, Jeremy Rutherford, who writes about the Blues, and Bernie Nicholas, who writes about the Cardinals, work for The Athletic. And they're St. Louis sports writers. And you should go subscribe to The Athletic St. Louis if you want to read their stuff. Because the stuff that they're writing there is what journalism should be. If you are really, really into that art form, if you are really into true journalism and storytelling and the art of an actual arc of getting you interested through writing, The Athletic is the place to do it. And Bernie Nicholas and uh, Jeremy Rutherford write really good stuff. And they both left the post wow. to go do that. Nice. nice. We're, Sorry, Post. No, I, yeah. I still like you. Yeah. Just not... That's good stuff. Not Ortiz. We'll we'll get back around Sorry. to sports soon in a minute. But David, yeah, before we started, you were telling me um, there's some really interesting news with with the the TIF uh, stuff going on. Yeah. So there's a uh, so a tax tax abatements are big topic going around St. Louis right now. By the way, I'm not a big political guy in the sense that. Well, let me take a step back. I vote. I think. Everyone should vote. Do I think my vote carries a lot of weight? No. Does it carry weight? Yes. All votes count. But I don't like have a big giant dog in a lot of these fights. I I don't necessarily pick a lot of sides. So in the sense of my political background, take it or leave it. That's, (laughs) That's all I'm saying. So politics in general don't mean a lot to me. But things that do mean a lot to me, um, education Public education is something I'm very fond of. Pretty much every woman in my family um, has been a teacher. And even a lot of the men have been teachers as well in my family. And as a so, profession. As a, huh? as a profession. Yes, as a profession. So educational teacher. Um, lots of elementary school educational teachers. Um so the St. Louis public school system right now is going to reap in some rewards here pretty soon. So um, so there are tax abatements and tax increment financing districts which have existed for a decade or longer that um, are set to be scaled back or expire completely in 2018. And the years beyond that as well. So if you don't know what that means, and it sounds kind of boring sometimes, what's happening is lots of money is coming back to the St. Louis public school system because of these tax abatements. So it's finally putting the properties that benefited um, from them onto um, essentially bringing them closer to actual market value so so this is like when when someone says hey we're gonna build a whole big thing in this place and employ a bunch of people and the city says yeah we're gonna give you tax benefits in order to do that yeah and they don't have to pay taxes or pay different amount or be whatever it is yeah for a period of time and those time periods are coming up on a lot of these situations yes and so from good explanation so jack grown um wrote a piece in next stl which is a wonderfully awesome site, which Alex Enan was the founder of this website, which talks about St. Louis development, transportation, policy, politics, media, 
etc. They also have an awesome podcast that you should totally go listen to um, that talks about St. Louis development only, um, which I would love to talk with them a, a lot. They they have a really they have really good ideas um, about spreading the conversation about St. Louis business development. Um, but essentially, to those of you who don't know what that is, um, I'll explain that what's going to come about as he reports, um, Jack Jack Grown reports that forty six point two million dollars in tax revenue are coming back over the next five years because. Um, the the property tax revenue will generate um, those those previously stated. Um, apparently, I think it was I was telling you earlier. So what that's going to boil down to is the St. Louis public school system from these property tax abatements that they had from a decade ago. They're going to wipe out and expire one point five million dollars a year. About that is going to come from actual property tax revenue that's going to take place now per year. So they're going to see their figures from and what Jack reports that was they have about $223 million each year from property taxes for the entire school system. And it's going to, um, like each year is going to be around $6 million as well. So like bumping up within tax revenue now that's being created from it. So hooray. Nice. Essentially what's happening for those of you who are like confused now is the St. Louis public school system is getting more money. And what that boils down to is now that they are, are accredited again, because they were not accredited for a while. Um, they're going to be able to hire like qualified teachers that want to work for a decent pay that we believe. Yeah, because the teachers like aren't getting paid anything right now for the public school system. Yeah. It's it's terrible. Also, the St. Louis public school system, um, it, it's just it's in a it's in a really bad place. Um, they're sending people out. They're busing people out to these different schools that are in the county, and you know, just um, a ticker for you people that. Uh, should really get involved in politics. City-county merger would help that a lot. A city-county merger would alleviate so much stress. Well, it, it would put a lot of these, you know, municipalities and, and the city on more of an equal playing field, which... That's what I mean. Which, it would right. level out the playing field, but... Which, unfortunately, you know, the more affluent municipalities are, of course, not for that because... It wouldn't directly. Well, I think it would benefit them. So what? The re- what would benefiting, happen? Benefiting, it benefiting would benefit the region immediately. It would benefit no one immediately, right? Except the St. Louis public school system, like SLPS. Like, Who needs it the most? Right. Exactly. It would immediately benefit the people that need it the most. It's literally just selfish ambitions of the West County areas that don't want it to happen. And Chesterfield and Baldwin and like Maryland Heights or um, Kirkwood, Webster Groves. Well, it's, and it's, so un- it's so unfortunate that, like, that uh, you know, we've, 
because I know well, that family. Well, yeah, like, and we have, we have like in the, in, the, in, the, in the city and in the county and the region, like we, you know, we're we're a region and municipality or a you know, region and city of a certain size. So there mm-hmm. is a certain amount of budget in just the local government, and there are so many non-sexy issues about appropriations, etc., that you could you could make real change happen if you had you know within those bureaucracies or within you know whoever like just funding appropriation yeah. lies think- that's like that and that's just internal processes that's not necessarily saying like no. oh let's get a let's get a ballot initiative together and yeah. vote on this thing yeah, you 100%. can't you can't solve it that way and we'll probably we'll probably bring up city county merger like every single every <laughs> <laughs> it should happen. Do it. I'm a big advocate of it, and a Bradley is too. And I'm yeah. I'm not sure about Matt's standpoint on it, but it, considering he's an out of town, he probably doesn't know like the whole. But if you're but if you're against it, uh, send us an email. Yeah, let us know. Overarchingstl at gmail dot com. Because I like overarchingstl at gmail dot com. I don't I don't see uh, other than like you know specific municipalities fearing for their budgets. I don't see a real argument against it. No. So. There, I, I chime in real quick. Please but, do. Um, coming from uh, Charlotte region in North Carolina, I lived in Cabarrus County, which is the county right northeast of Mecklenburg County, which is where Charlotte is. Um, took me 20 minutes to get to downtown Charlotte. So, I mean, I was right across the border, but the entire Mecklenburg County was Charlotte-Mecklenburg school systems, city-county merger. Um, and everywhere that you went... In Mecklenburg County, you would be in a city or a town, um, and you'd have your own little town, you know, Mint Hill, Matthews, Pineville, um, Mooresville, um, cities around Charlotte, towns around Charlotte. But if every time you were in between, it was still Charlotte. You know, if you're just in, you know, BFE, for those of you who know what that is, you're, you're in Charlotte. And, uh, um, all the school systems, even if you were in Matt uh, Mint Hill or Matthews or any of these surrounding areas of Charlotte, Charlotte Mecklenburg schools, um, and, and that tied it into the city. Uh, and a couple things that I, I noticed and observed from that school system was that they had a lot more job opportunities, um, and that was good. But they also uh, didn't always succeed. I think in um, we had just started the North Carolina uh, lottery uh, education lottery maybe ten years ago. Um, they struggled financially um, and, and didn't it didn't allow for qualified teachers as you guys are, are talking about here. Uh, so to hear the tax uh, money kind of coming back to the city of St. Louis proposes two questions to me. One, how are we going to use that money? Because, you know, in politics, it's always, you know, a, a bickering match of, oh, I think this, I think this. All right, well, whose belly's poked out further? Who's, who's going to get it? Um, and then, two, um, the the jobs and the, the teachers that we want to, um, you know, we want to supply, uh, is that where are we going to do that at? You know, what districts? You know, are they gonna are they gonna make sure that that's put in the in the in the county uh, districts to better the better, or are we going to you know uh, build up what's you know? Well, that's the- that's an interesting thing too. So in this situation, because of the city county is split, that money that is coming into the city specifically 
you know, it can only benefit the city schools okay. um, there. Is that correct, David? That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, down the road in, I guess you could in a weird way, because we do have these uh, so many different school districts in the region with a merger, I suppose, in theory. Well, here's the big issue that a lot of people in the city have a problem with, with a city-county merger. Is that the county would be the governing authority? Because it would go, it would go to Clayton. If if ever there was a city county merger, the county would be the governing authority because of the population, and it would be probably you know it would probably go to Clayton. Sure, I mean, well, that's but, the county seat, right? Now. Right, exactly. And it would probably go to Clayton then, and that would be our city headquarters and our city hall. And if that happened, people would be like, oh, then downtown means nothing. And they're like, well, technically, Clayton has a downtown, too. And technically, Kirkwood has a downtown. But people's like, well, where does St. Louis's identity go if there's a city-county merger? And the funniest part about this whole thing is the city-county merger, the, the person who backs this the least is from Ellisville, Missouri. What's his name? Paul. Um, he's the mayor uh ellisville mayor adam paul he's like the biggest vocal like he voices his opinions highly against the merger and in a quote in one of the post dispatch on the belly poker yeah seriously <laughs> it's hilarious his quote um after being asked he's like so what's your biggest reasoning and then he doesn't even in the most political fashion ever he says if you give me a report Oh, maybe I'm, I'm going to try to sound like him. Here we go. Do you political. know what he sounds like? I don't know, but I'm, maybe I'm going to sound like Obama. He sounds political, right? If you give me a report that says we are 100% more efficient merging or combining any sort of sources, I will 100% be on board. I think that's a misconception. They make us look like we're just wanting to protect our freedoms. Not freedoms, fiefdoms. F I E F D O M S. Who uses that word? <laughs> Not me. Fiefdoms. I mean, great word. First of all, well, well, that, well, more well, power well, to that, you that's there. The, that's the, you said that's the Adam. reigning lord of Ellisville was his yes, title. The reigning lord of Ellisville. <laughs> I'm just a peasant. Yes, Lord Adam Paul Esquire the <laughs> Third. Help! Help! I'm being repressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is this some farcical aquatic yeah. ceremony? Oh wow! If we don't have to go into yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, so uh, tie a bow on, I guess. Uh, the whole thing. So, St. Louis financier, I love saying that word, financier. Uh, so, his name's Rex. I can never get his last name right. It's like Sinkfield. Um, oh, Rex, like, Rex Sinkfield. Yeah. It's it's. You know Rex? No, I just have heard the name a bunch. Yeah. So he's it's the it's a St. Louis financier. Yeah, it's it's a French it's a French word but with he's an a anglicized. Big, pronunciation yeah that's how we do it here that's true um so he's a big supporter of um the merger and the group that's the heading it like last year there was a big group that was heading the push i can't remember their name off the top of my head i should look that up i'm looking it up better to yeah that's it better together nice. um so essentially uh he said that the group also receives private donations from entities with a lot of business interests. So he believed the, uh, the, the biggest tactic of the county right now 
is to scare people away from the issue. So they're using like propaganda tactics of you want city people to be using your money, which is literally just separatist. Yeah. Yeah. So the biggest and which is which the is biggest issue dog whistle too because right, the even big, though even though even though white people live in the city, white people who are afraid of black people who don't live in the city think about the city as populated by people of color. Hi, I'm I'm a Caucasian. I live in the city. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so if you haven't met if you if you're a white person who lives in the county <laughs> and have never met a white person who lives in the city, <laughs> hang out with the three of us because we've <laughs> all three lived in the city before. Yeah. Um, oh man, what a like horrible thing that he's, he's saying the main proponent is the fear. That's, is it, is that not like just the, well, if it gets results, but that, that's the only reason this man is in office right now for the entirety of the United States is fear. 100%. If you want to get your, also Blake, so I'm fun fact, I'm Matthew Blaker's direct manager at Abstract Marketing Group. How much, which is a great company, by the way, fantastic company to work for. I love it to death. And I want to promote it like Plug. Plug. No, dude, it's totally shameless. I freaking love working at Abstract. Can't, can't, can't love it enough. Um, <laughs> how mu- I don't put a lot of fear in your eyes considering we're friends as well. But are you motivated by fear sometimes whenever turned off by fear you're turned off okay that's see that's the thing i was that i knew you were going to say that so people that are motivated by fear are the ones that shouldn't be voting people that aren't motivated by fear are the ones that aren't voting well you can lead through inspiration or desperation right so maybe you okay Everyone should be voting. If you're motivated by fear, find a different vote. No, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a proponent of mandatory vote. Oh man. Okay. But that's a whole other thing. Whoa. And that's a national thing. But okay, I'm I'm into this discussion. You're into mandatory vote. What do you mean? I, I'm what, communism. No, 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 no. Just like what I believe. <laughs> Look at him back. Away. If I'm, no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, if and if I, if I remember correctly, I believe Australia, Brazil have this. Um, that is true. Actually, ev- everyone Brazil does have this required to vote. Uh, and they make vote and they make, and, and they also make well I, they have their issues Brazil too has uh, Brazil has its huge issues. But, corruption but but and you have uh you know voting day is a national holiday so like that's the other thing too is so much uh oh, man, we, we talk you talk about people holidays. you talk about people not you talk about people not voting yeah um it's not just that they're not interested or don't know or there's the tactics of fear and the tactics of voter suppression are what keeps so many people in power okay getting back on track about you know st louis culture right. podcast yes um go listen, out, listen go to my out. listen to my other podcast bradley's tangents yeah <laughs> oh my god do you know how many people would listen to it few bradley four uh, I me, would, just I, me just me i would you would I go would. on tangents and then you would listen to it again and be like why did i think about that i'm like yeah <laughs> you would agree I'm so, with yourself i'm so i'm so smart <laughs> uh, but go out and vote seriously yeah, do it. Voting is coming up. Are there some primaries happening? Let me check the actual oh, date. There In is, April? Yes, there are prime. I can't remember the exact date. Um, <laughs> what 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 a great denizen of democracy you are. It's it's happening at some point in time. I, uh, I don't remember. Seriously, I'm just like, go out and vote. 
and you should do it on this day. Hey, David, when is that day? Uh, he pauses and he searches on his laptop that's next to him. Wait, there is there is none. There's, well, I thought it was for some kind of uh, something. No. Local thought, stuff? No. Someone was talking I about thought, it. I thought it was in August is the next primary election. That might be it. They both start with it because the general elections, the first week of we will November. we will look it up later and get back to you. We will the primary election for the federal election is August seventh this summer, and today's the first summer. day of spring. This summer, coming to you from a dilapidated public school. <laughs> yep. or library uh david i found it uh april 4th 2017 general municipal election thank you i was so concerned I w- okay thank you bradley rolf look at you you were using both hands i was using one and uh the the 8th of march which is passed is the last day to register for this election but but that was 2017 april 4th oh 17 oh my gosh wait, what year are we are you in? serious <laughs> wait wait this is horrible We've made a huge mistake, no, guys. No, I know. Here's, here's the thing: when I, when I, well, yeah, we didn't. When I, uh, how much you want to bet that somebody already looked it up on their phone while they're driving? <laughs> April. See, Fifth. the thing is, third. Uh, well, you got to be looking opposite it. direction. So, of course, what, the problem there was that when I typed into the search, I typed out 2017 because. You thought it was 2017. I didn't think it was 2017. Dude, it's March 20th. I know. I don't think that this day uh, in 2018, it's hard to believe uh, that we're not in 2017. It's just hard to believe that this, the year 2018 this, yeah. is here. <laughs> the 79th day of the year of our Lord, 2018. I'll, I'll remember what year it is once it hits your birthday, David. So Wait, is today the 79th day? I don't know. Let's not worry about that. Let's move on. I have no idea. I was just, have throwing, we, have we, I was have just we, throwing out a have random we, Have number. we dredged the depths of St. Louis development and civic engagement for the topics we had prepared? Um, I would like to talk about one more thing about St. Louis business development. Maybe not business development, but city development. And I was telling you guys before, as we were prepping and researching for this, um, that there is a new district in the city of St. Louis. And the district, um, it encompasses the areas. Uh, it's basically bounded by Laclede Avenue on the north end of it, um, Shoto on the south end. Um, oh crap! Grand on the east end, and Vandevener on the west end. So, like these four prominent streets you got laclede to the north shoto to the south grand to the east vandevener to the west this is just basically called the hospital district <laughs> yeah they're building the new hospital there right <laughs> exactly so they're building a new hospital but it also encompasses so they have a new name for it is what it's called and so they had a voting process for this of course somebody put in there like districty miss mc district face right or district what about nine. what about what is it is it <laughs> district is it, nine what about something something like? Um, but I want you guys to try. Right. Yeah, that's my that's All my right. thing. I want you guys to guess. We've got well, we've what got, somebody tried to name this. So we, there were we, four okay. options. Well, we here's my thoughts. We have we have St. Louis. We have East St. Louis. Mm-hmm. So let's just have East IKEA. East IKEA. Oh, 
But that's not east of Ike. Wait. Yep. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm literally looking You're at a map. Yeah. You okay? That's but it's good but, no, but it's not it's not listed on Google Maps yet. At least the one I'm looking at. So I'm not cheating. That's good. Thank you for not cheating. Any other guesses, Blaker? Um, that's a really small district. Down, yeah, it's a very small district. Settle down, McNeighborhood. Settle down, McNeighborhood. There's no real homes there. No, because what you have you it's just east of IKEA. You have. A part of Slew's campus that includes like some so, restaurants yes. and so the library. It's going to include and the new city foundry. Okay. Whenever that's, uh, which by the way has already started part of demolition. Okay. Um, and I, if there is one thing, one project in the city of St. Louis that's going to change the face of the city culture, right now, it's the city foundry. It's going to overhaul that district and bring high-end retail shopping to, to uh, the city, which you think off the top of your head, you're like, oh, it's the Central West End. They're just boutique stuff, dude, and which is great, and I always want that, but it doesn't sell, and it doesn't bring in massive amounts of revenue. There is already a Patagonia storefront going in at city foundry which and i thought like i thought getting uppity. an ikea made us a real city yeah it's it's uppity yeah whatever i will say it's great yvonne chenard the founder of patagonia is the coolest one percent of everything that they go back goes back to the earth like one percent for the planet is a group that they're a part of so that's a name they pull out cash and bury it yes exactly so, so it this goes is going back in to the, the new district Yes, that's, that's going cool. to the new district and the new hospital um, expansion. Um, it's Lou's going in as well. So I'll just should I just tell you the name. Yeah. Or you got another guess? No, I want go. one more guess. I want one I, more fun guess. I don't have of Foundation Central. Hey, that's not bad. I mean, would it just be called you know Foundry or or City like? No, no, no. It's not. I because that's it's that it's not it's not just that. So new grounds. Whoa. That's not uh, bad. So there's a bunch of railroad tracks. I might be like called the transfer or something like that. You're on a you're on a good track. Oh, <laughs> thank you. You're on the right track. <laughs> so go and tell us so, the uh, drum roll. Don't do it, Blaker. I can see you. No, David. I'll just do it. Prospect Yards. Okay, I dig it. So the City Foundry SEL. An element by Weston Hotel and the redevelopment of the Armory Building are underway for this district. So um, the idea was this is where uh, West of Grand, it used to be known as the Prospect Industrial District. So there were one of, that was, um, and there, I think there's there like 17 a, or 18 districts in the city. Yeah, And Prospect, like that. there's a Prospect there was, Avenue yeah, there that was goes there. tons of real yard business going on because yeah. they're... Uh, if you, there are so many rail line transfers, like you were saying there. Oh my gosh, there's a ton of those. Um, just a big, big rail yard, big rail yard. And um, from there was a voting process to help name the newest district. And there were four names proposed. Prospect Yards is the one that won. The other ones, let me look this up. The other names involved were the 1818, which there were 18 rail lines used to run under the Grand Bridge, 
That's like a good name for a building, not for and a district. Right. In 1818, Slough was founded. Well, that's nifty. So I was like, well, that's kind of neat. Still not a good district the name. Other, and I wanted this one primarily because I love Tron so much. Oh, no. The Grid. <laughs> because it's short for Grand Rail Innovation District. Ooh. Like which those. is awesome. I like I like Grand Rail Innovation District. I think that that like rolls, as a whole, so we that can rolls shorten off the it. tongue for me a lot more than Prospect because County. yes. So if they just named it Grand Rail Innovation District, and then colloquial people refer and to then, it, and then yeah, exactly like our band. Yep, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. And the other one was the circuit, so it harkens back to like electrical engineering, industry. yeah, power lines. You know, I do like I think Prospect Yards as for like a because it has a as a district but also like has more of a neighborhood but yeah. like an, an industrial neighborhood vibe yeah okay. it works cool it well does. done good conversation yes <laughs> uh, on conversation street no uh, we no. that's that's trademark probably i don't know moving on conversation street's over well that spoke to me i mean uh I, the the only what spoke to you the only question i have about that though is uh, when prospect yard becomes um, thriving and very uh, successful yards is is, <laughs> is it uh, is it no more just no? It's a it's not a prospect. It's a client. <laughs> <laughs> client yards. Well, I mean, hey, well, that's a lot of cracking. Yeah. Who's close to the microphone? It's Bradley. I don't think it is. Whatever. Yeah. But the, but the the point is though is. Uh, do you still call Prospect Yards when there's a lot of successful businesses in that uh, district? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, Prospect, I mean, it was it was it used to be known as Prospect Industrial District, something like that, right? Hold on. Yes, Prospect Industrial District. Interesting. So it'll probably just stay that way. Yay. Well, I'm excited. That sounds... I'm just going to call it Client sounds Yards. very interesting, and um, I think New Age. New? Oh, New Age. Good words. That's what St. Louis needs. We need new age. I think so. Like, like fifty. Well, like taking a lot of these people, uh, taking a lot of these buildings that I run into downtown, or you know, just does it hurt? Stru- uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes. Um, <laughs> Get off your phone when you're walking. Especially, no, it's my bike. Um, That's but, true. Yeah, there you go. Oh, he, um, he fell on his bike in the late of work one morning, and his jacket was ripped to shreds. He's like, guys, I ripped my down jacket, and I was like, oh no. Yeah. And then the ne- <laughs> he gets a new one, <laughs> and he rips that one too. <laughs> oh, buddy! Yeah. Oh, like a week later, like not even yeah, a few. It was, it was terrible, bad times. Oh, it was really cold out too. I'm sorry for laughing at you, <laughs> buddy. But man, you are just prone. Yeah, it's you know uh, to that kind of stuff. Things happen. But moving on. Sorry, um, I'm sorry to laugh at you so much. Uh, moving on. So. I guess this is as good as time as ever to transition into sports. Um, Wait, we need to find a better segue to sports. Why? You hear that sound, everybody? That means next week it's opening day. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yay! This is my clap. Oh, oh man! Uh, but no, yes, truthfully, that was awesome. That's great. Check it. Today's date. March 20th. Yes. Opening day, March 29th. I'm so excited. So it's that, single digits. <gasps> that, exactly. Oh, my so gosh. So that means we have uh, right out a week for us to figure out what to do with Matt Carpenter. What? What? 
Or what to do I, with Matt Matheny. <laughs> Matt Matt Matheny is also uh, Matt Matheny is, is no, a prospect Mike, in the uh, uh, Red Sox organization, isn't he? Mike's, Tate. Oh, that's Tate. My, I was I was making a Tate Matheny. I was I was playing off of your yeah. I rhythm. I understand. Um, but yes, regardless, and the reason why I bring that what up is because um, this spring has been a very interesting spring. So to recap, we have our off season, I guess, is basically coming to a close. Uh, you don't see too many deals this late in the off season, uh, but but except for Alex Cobb signed a sure, big sixty sure. million dollar contract yeah, Alex today Cobb with the Orioles. to the Baltimore Orioles today. If this is the first time you're listening to it, I broke it to you, but we're not live. Uh, but regardless, uh, a good point. You, we, uh, we also, you just don't see too many deals this late in the off season. But there are still a few, yeah. you know, a few names that are out there that uh, could be signed, um, and of recent big names here in March that's been signed. Carlos- tell me, tell me to tell me who the Cardinals have signed. All right, so it's been a while since we've talked sure. to the people. Yeah, like, two, here's two dates. Two date, uh, The Cardinals off season moves. Um, have been trades mainly, few signings, but our big free agent name signing is Mike Mikolas from Japan. Yeah, free agent Mike yeah. Mikolas. Okay, and the guy spent the last two seasons in Japan. No, no, no knock on woods. He's killing I've, it. I've you know we've all seen the World Baseball Classic. Hopefully, at least around. Um, I've seen a game in Japan. I I you know, have a lot of respect for Japanese baseball. Uh, and he did. He, he was phenomenal over there. Um, the only concern is, is when that happened, a lot of people didn't know who he was, you know, and, and to, to speak to a baseball town coming into this off season with the, the mantra from Lord John Mosellac and, uh, you know, uh, what's a, what's another name? Um, Mike Kirsch. Yeah, Mike Gersh. I was trying to think of another name for him, like Lord John Mosellac and and oh, Chancellor Gersh. Chancellor Gersh. Yes, that's exactly. a good one. Chancellor. Uh, yeah. So you know, in their prime reign, minister Gersh. Exactly. Um. So you know, in in their tellings to the fan coming into the off season, the fans, uh, we are going to shape up the team. We're going to shake it up a little bit. Fully expected it. Fully believed it. And in ways we did. And I'm still happy about that. But when you speak to a mass, when you speak to a, 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 a population um, of fans that over the past two seasons have watched the lifelong enemies and rivals from Chicago Cubs win their first World Series since 1908, uh, the Milwaukee Brewers uh, come to fruition and get better. They're going to be so good. They're going to be very good this year. They I'm picked up freaking out. Christian Yelich. They and picked Lorenzo up Lorenzo Cain. And Lorenzo Cain just alone in the outfield. And not to speak about their their infield being so young. I, I digress. But to get back to the Cardinals' point that I'm trying to make is they Mosellac had a tonality in his voice coming into this offseason that he wanted something different. Gersh came into this offseason with the new energy of being that guy to bring something different. And the different that we brought with the new TV deal coming in place. What's the TD deal for people don't 
Sure, sure. So, but the, not what? What does TD mean? <coughs> TV deal. Um, sorry. Oh, uh, I thought you meant trade deadline. <laughs> you said no, TD. Uh, no, TV no, deal. TV deal. One yes. point. Uh, what was it? One point five. No, billion. one point one point two. Excuse me. One point two billion. Billion dollars over the next what? Like six years or something like that with Fox, fifteen years. F- yeah, with, with Fox Sports. Regardless, brings a new recurring revenue in uh, the. Uh, for the St. Louis Cardinals to spend money on players, on engagement, on stadium, and everything like that. And the first offseason we do it, okay, we, you know, let Lance Lynn walk. We trade away Randall Gritchick. Which was a good trade. So, you're just no, you're just kind of sad. I'm totally, about it. it's a it's a baseball move. I understand it. Yeah, I was a fan of Gritchick, and I wish him completely the best in Toronto and think he, he can still turn it around. I think so too. Um Steven Piscotti, now out of the picture. The can we talk about that for just a second for y'all that haven't? Yeah. So for people that don't know why Stephen Piscotty got traded, or if you don't really know who Stephen Piscotty is, as an organization, you need to really, really believe in the St. Louis Cardinals as a business, first and foremost, and how they're an awesome business. Stephen Piscotty is from the Oakland area, from the Bay Area, and grew up an athletics fan. And his family is still out there. And so he's a Stanford kid. Um, Cardinals pick him up, develop him, and he becomes a stud. And he, the three, four years of the Cardinals in the majors, first year was great, second year was awesome, and third and fourth years were just kind of like, what's he doing? Um, he's trying to find his rhythm. And the main reason he didn't find his rhythm is because his mother was getting sick. Um, and by that, she has ALS. Mm. And and he hasn't been the same person. And you just, I mean, that's you know how baseball is. It's 90% mental. Like, the game is so much mentality than anything else. And the Cardinals go and trade him to the athletics to be with his mom. Is that not the cool? Like, there was no other reason. We probably should have held. We probably should have held on to him. In all seriousness, probably should have held on to him and developed him because he's a stud, and he's going to absolutely rake in that field in the Coliseum. Yeah. And and they go off and trade him for true, like three prospects who are yeah. fine and good. <laughs> They're good prospects. So to exactly. But, um, the athletics. Oh man! Yeah, like, to build off of what that, an awesome move, guys. Um, as I was saying with with Stephen Piscotty, yes, the two the, the prospects that we got back from him were two infielders, I believe, and and uh, I can't pronounce this guy's name. Yarrow. Yeah, uh, I did. Uh, Yarrow is one of the last contending members for the final spot on the roster. Uh, I mean, the guy can hit. Uh, had a game earlier this spring. He hit two bombs. I mean, I've seen he. he Definitely can hit. I have not, uh, you know, I'll be frank and say I haven't seen enough of the games on the defensive side to see how his defense is. But uh, when you have that type of bat, you're well, it's always of, an upgrade compared to. Right, right. Um, excuse me. Compared to Ardenfield. Sure, yeah. Colton Wong, Mr. I'm going to flash the leather. Oh, crap, the ball's gone. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, getting back to the, some of the moves we've made, welcome back, Jason Mott. Yeah, uh, minor league contract Woo-hoo. for him. Uh, for those of you who uh, you know may strike out cancer a, too. Uh, what a great program uh, he started. Uh, absolutely, but for those of you who may have you know drank a little too much during the 2011 World Series to forget, Mott was the bearded man who closed it out for he us. Still has a closed. beard now too. Yeah, he absolutely. brought it back. 
Um, you know, so a lot of the moves that we made this offseason were kind of under the radar, you know. <laughs> Except just like, for Marcel, which we talked right, about. Right, of course, Marcelo Zuna. Um, very excited about that. But the Cardinals are banking on, again, the Cardinal way. Prospects. It's not going to work anymore. It's not going to work. And and that's what I wanted to kind of dive into a little bit here is moving into the season. Now we have a, what, 31-year-old first base slash third base slash second base Matt Carpenter. We don't know where he's going because also 30-year-old Jose Martinez, 29, um, is yeah, raking. And, 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 and not just, you know, this spring, but he did it for a good portion of last year. Yeah, and then we got 31-year-old. Oh, no, no, 29. Yeah, 29. Tommy Jed Fam. Jericho. Well, and 30-year-old yeah, Tommy, Tommy Pham. Exactly, yes. So we've got these guys in their prime, supposed to be right. in their prime at the age of 30. But it's like we're putting together a baseball card team and finding spots for these for these players instead of re- the Cardinal way. Uh, yes, thank you for coming back, Jose Akindo. Thank you, Willie McGee. Um, thank you, Mike Maddox. The coaching acquisitions this offseason, love it. Yeah, the coaching acquisitions are are Dave Gersh. Mike Gersh, Mike Gersh. Are Mike Gersh is doing. And I think that's going to change the face of the team in such a positive way. Because if you're going to leave a lot of the control in... Oh, gosh, I'm going to get all negative here. Stop me if that's the case. If we're going to leave this team in control of Mike Matheny and in control of... John Mabry as our hitting coach, then this team is going down the crapper. So that's why you and put you bring in yeah. the secret weapon, aka Jose Hokendo. You bring in Willie McGee, whom already this is his first year with the club as a coach. Already the outfielders are saying they're better players immensely for the type of approach and the type of teaching that they're getting from Really? Yeah. Um, so, so what's what's the past philosophy and what's the future po- philosophy needed to make make sure. us successful? Great question. So, the past philosophy Go. is farm, nurture, bring up, sell off excess older players with uh, with with deals uh, fading. Whether that be a Lance Berkman, uh, Lance Berkman, Carlos and Matt Holiday, Beltran. Carlos Beltran. We got uh, we got Holiday in his prime. That's, right. The Holiday is the deal. Right. That changed yeah. the face of the Cardinals. And here's the thing. Yeah. That deal was the craziest thing the Cardinals have ever done. And it was 117. Yeah, Mark Motor was pretty big. $117 million? I can't. $107 million contract? Yeah, 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 seven yeah, years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. I You're talking about the signing. The signing. I thought you were talking yeah. about the, the trade. I'm talking about the signing. Yeah. For, signing. for Holiday. Yeah. And it was just the biggest deal the Cardinals ever made. Oh, my gosh. What are the Cardinals doing? That's not the Cardinal way. Yeah. Uh. Turns out he was probably the most consistent Absolutely. and one of the best players the Cardinals had outside of Albert Pujols for the longest time between that 2009 season and when he left in 2016. 16. Yeah. He was the most consistent player because he would always hit 20 home runs plus. He would always hit around 290. Yeah. And he would always have at least 80 RBIs. Exactly. Like always. That is very valuable. And the thing is, they bought him for a ton of money, and he was a big name, a big young name, yeah. and it was a risk. That was the best thing to happen to the Cardinals. Not our pickups of these old guys. Not those. So Not those guys at all. So 
to get back to your question, Bradley, though, it's about as far as in uh, past versus future. Um, yeah, nurture, uh, grow these players, and and give them the keys and say, this is your spot. But the problem is, is we won a World Series doing that in 2011. We had, yes, some cornerstones. We had a Chris so Carpenter. Lucky. We had an Albert Pujols. We had a Lance Berkman and a Yadier Molina. Everybody else practically... With you know David Freeze with um, Raphael for call at short. Um, he had been around for a little while, but you know uh, what I'm getting at is, is is that was a young core there. Alan Craig, John Jay in 2011. So yes, um, it was well, it was a younger corp bringing up that energy to get us to that World Series. The Cubs and a lot of teams, Astros followed suit. Said you know what, like. We watched this happen, and so let, let, let us do it. And they knew that you know it would take a few years to build that up, um, but they did it better. They they did it in a way where they they used analytics, they used sabermetrics, um, they implemented the shift more, base running. Um, they farmed their players, and then they would get to a point in the season like the Astros last season. They said. Okay. We need Justin Verlander. Exactly. We're good. Hmm. How can we be even better? You know, Justin Verlander. And and, and it's not a knock at the Cardinals. The the transition I think we need to go to a little bit, though, is we've lost our killer mind, our mindset, killer instinct. All right. Yeah, we can be good. But why is Greg Holland sitting on the free agent market on March 20th when he led the National League in saves last year? He, he can help. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry to whoever's in the pen, <laughs> Bud Norris, but like... <laughs> I hate that man so I, much. I hate Bud Norris I, so I'm, much. Cool. I'm glad we signed I you. I love that sign. <laughs> I want to see you succeed because I'm a decent human being, but as a front office, you don't need to be a decent human being. You need to be a business, a successful business that's going to say we're going to beat the Cubs, we're going to beat the Reds, we're going to beat the Brewers, we're going to beat the... It was the Dodgers. best because the Cubs go out and sign you Darvish, right. which the best. I love that. I love you Darvish. I wish yes. we could have spent the money to go get him. And honestly, I was in the running. I was just saying like, hey, the Cardinals have the money to spend yeah. just as much of, with the Cubs, if not more. And then we go sign Bud Norris literally the next day. So my question, which is a horrible back end reliever, mind you. Right. He can also start, but so here's my question the at the Cardinals end of all with this. the Astros. We, we see the differences between the two. The Cubs signing you, Darvish. The Cubs winning a World Series two years ago. The Cubs still having a very young, solid, uh, you know, sexy core. Um, also, Chris Bryant. Um, oh, man. <laughs> what a dude. Right? Um, but we didn't go out. We you, didn't Brad. sign any of these big-name free agents. We didn't trade after Marcelo Zuna when we were still in the talks for somebody like Chris Archer or Evan Longoria. Why are we sitting? So what I'm what I'm hearing is yeah. the the cardinal way is kind of a huge part of our identity, and yeah. it and what we're doing with that is instead of saying that's a core part of our identity and that's what sets us apart from other teams, we're saying that's our whole identity and we're running our team on the touchy feely side rather than just saying what needs to get done to get results. Where's that music coming from? There is no music. Is it our headsets are picking up a radio signal right are now? Are they picking up a radio signal or is it 
Let me try something real quick. David, I don't know. David, I'm going to duck you. Okay. I'm going to keep talking about this while we uh, while we try to figure yeah, out that what's is going me. on. I heard that. Um, yeah, it's not it's not against it's not across the walls. It just is it just the maybe it's my, un, not stuff being not grounded. Yeah, because look look at this coil. It's this coil right now, guys. Wow. If you don't know anything about radio signals, I have a big big old coil on my um, on my headphones right now coming to my headset, and it's huge. So if it's long enough, it can pick up some AM radio frequencies. Fun stuff. Cool. I, well, so that's probably we, future episodes, right we'll uh, work on the technical side. That's hilarious. Either but, way. But yes, so to Bradley. Getting to your um, point, Bradley. Bradley, exactly <laughs> what you said. Um, it's a fun lesson I, in AM radio, guys. There you go. Also, are, Camo X1120. Good plug. Go. They are kind of clinging a little bit too much to that whole identity. The idea of growth and success is something that worked back, you know, 60 years ago or something that was very very successful okay if you want to try to replicate that that's good but because it worked you but you can't replicate you got to learn from and and you'll never lose your identity as long as you embrace the parts that are successful um and but once you start getting into the parts that you are you know that Ignoring the new growth from other teams and, and other organizations, I think that's where uh, there's a little bit of fear in me uh, as far as in um, Carson Kelly's in AAA. A- and we signed Yachty to a contract through the 2020 season. And we also have another young catcher uh, prospect that's that broke out in the Arizona Fall League. And, and there's a lot of positive uh, you know talk about him. But his trajectory lines up much better with Yachty's uh, contract in 2020 than Carson Kelly. Why you know why, why are we, you holding on to him when he's great trade value? Exactly. And I I hate it because as a Cardinals fan, I've seen this my whole life. You know, oh man, we better not trade this guy away. Oh man, we better not trade this guy away. But every other team does it. Yeah, and, and here's the other thing that it, I'm going to tie this all into like other St. Louis sports as well. So this is weird that you brought that up. It's like why would you not trade Carson Kelly? Because he's got great trade value. Right now, the Blues are not doing too hot. And we're like three points out of a playoff spot. And we're sitting here trying to fight to get there. And we probably won't make it. Is there eventually a point when we trade Tarasenko? Oh, wow. So getting over there. I'm So I'm going to plug that in here. You guys just go cry in a room real quick. I think the Blues would be if, more, more open to that than the Cardinals. I agree 100% because they've got this stud kid who put up 109 points in 60 games in the OHL in Jordan Cairo. Oh, my gosh. He's freaking amazing. He's going to be lights out. Um, he's only like 19 years old, and he's going to change the world. And change. Anyways, go look it up. Go cry in a corner about losing, uh, you know, thinking about not having Vladimir Tarasenko on the Blues for a moment and whatever. But I'm just saying. What the Cardinals need to do is take that kind of serious action. Yes. Is to seriously consider trading off a player for huge value like a Matt Carpenter. Yes. Whom I love. I love Matt Carpenter. I want him to be on this team forever. But we're not taking any risks anymore because we're too afraid to spend a buttload of cash that we have. And it's not that the DeWitts 
are the family, the owns the Cardinals, the you know majority owners. It's not that they're afraid to spend money. It's that they're literally just spending money on Ballpark Village Phase 2 and 3 only. Which is totally fine with me because St. Louis urban development it's, is fantastic. Is and we probably should be doing that. And yeah. I love the DeWitts family for doing that. But we need to focus on baseball operations as well. Uh, We're going to have this beautiful facility for a yeah, for, 550 win team. Yeah. 500. You know, yeah. And 500 team. Either way, we've got new faces in St. Louis. Yeah. Um, and you should go see Marcelo Zuna. Ah, I'm super excited. And we've got the most fun outfield ever in Marcelo Zuna <laughs> Tommy and Pham. Tommy Pham and Dexter Fowler. And it's going to be awesome. And these guys are going to be fantastic and fun to watch and just fun to play. Like, it, it's going to be a fun season. Absolutely. Overall, it's going to be a way, way, way fun season. And 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 go out and enjoy the team. But be, be weary and go write a letter to... Write a letter and so, send it into the 800 Clark Avenue. It's 800 Clark Avenue? Yes. 800 Clark Avenue. And write to John Mosellock and Mike Gersh and tell them, I don't like the way in the state of the cardinal way. You need to change it dramatically. Write it and and send it and put some... Put some uh, what, glitter bomb in yeah, there. Yeah, I was going to say, put some glitter. <laughs> put some glitter in the, so, in the card and if send I it to say, him to say, you the, need to make drastic changes now. At the end of, Do um, it. Send it. All of you. At the end of this, I I actually make campaign. a bold prediction here. Ooh, that, um, bold predictions. Our bullpen what about is going to be our MVP. I really genuinely believe that. Whether it, uh, it If that's the case... We will be fine and we'll make the playoffs. I believe, and that's I'm, I wanted to get there too. I actually believe we'll make the playoffs this year. I don't know how yeah. far we'll go. Yeah. The biggest improvement that we will need throughout the, uh, the season, mid season, trade deadline, whatever, is going to be a bat. Is going to be something on the offensive side or starting pitching. Yeah, bat carpenter. Yeah, um, but our bullpen. Uh, the the depth that we've provided for it, I'm actually pretty excited about Luke Gregerson coming Whoa, back. That makes one of you. Uh, it's okay, uh, but the best is going to be Alex Reyes. Uh, you know, and that guy I'm not excites convinced. me. Jack Flaherty excites. Jack me. Flaherty excites me absolutely. Even losing a Sandy Alcantara, I, I, we have Jack a, Flaherty, Weaver, and Reyes. Reyes need to be in the starting rotation. Oh, wow. all three of them need to be in the starting. But rotation. But it's not going to happen this because year because we have Michael Waka and we're obsessed with Michael. If you want to know a player to trade off, Michael Waka. Oh yeah. Hey, I got a text from my dad. Everybody. Well, Bradley, great, uh, great segue into the next segment, yes. David. Bradley, why? we talked a lot about sports there. And I've got you. That is a actually. I know exactly. What I, was, it is. <laughs> I know it was it was, it was, it was, it was in gross. I was like, oh, should we? Anyway, but uh, that was. That was Good conversation, guys. Uh, sorry if you don't like the Cardinals or anything like that. Or well, like I'm gonna I'm gonna put in, in, the, in the descriptions. I'm gonna put timestamps on where segments are, and you should listen oh, to the whole show. Yes, you should you absolutely should listen to the whole show. Um, because I'm really enjoying you know learning only these things. One portion of the uh, show, but but you know with a long show, I'm gonna I'll put timestamps with each of the segments just if people want to find something out really quickly. Uh, so next segment is is me. What do you mean? It's you. Of course, it's you. We <laughs> talked about my dad, so it must be about acting. Oh right? yes, yes. It's about uh, theater and arts and the my arts. Dad's, my dad's an actor, by the way, friends. This is true. His, his dad is a, a fine actor. I appreciate seeing him on stage. I missed his last thing. What's what's he in next? Uh, Footloose. He's Footloose going to be at, the at out in West Wentzville. He's right, he's doing right. the Lithgow role, right? Yeah, John Lithgow. 
Sweet, sweet. So, uh, uh, this so theater St. Louis. I um, recently have also been making a discipline of doing kind of write ups on stuff I see um, around town, theater wise. And so, if you want to read some more in depth, and they're not, I don't necessarily call them reviews. They're really structurally more of reflective essays. Um, but you know, anytime I see a show, I'm going to write up something about what's going on. And, uh, I got, you know, plug for my blog, another white suburbanite, uh, dot wordpress.com. Uh, it's also the same name as my band, but, uh, so this week, um, I saw a whole bunch of stuff, obviously in the interim from the last time we recorded our episode in, uh, January, but just recently I saw a play opened last weekend and it's running again this weekend called Purple Heart City. Um, and this is a super duper important play, and I just like want to like just tell grab people on the street, hey, go see this play. Uh, it's a play by a local playwright, and it is it follows the story of a family in North County, um, but it, and it involves it's set along the backdrop of the Westlake landfill and the nuclear waste uh, and Coldwater Creek and all that contamination. So. Uh, it's just, it's a really, and I've done a whole write-up on it, uh, so if you want to learn a little more in depth about that, but I just really wanted to highlight it and say, if you're looking for something to do in the next, this weekend, uh, make that priority, because it's a really good play, um, and it just taps into, one, the issue a little bit of what's going on in North County, which we've just gotten two major documentaries released recently, um, the HBO documentary, Atomic Homefront, and there's another one on Amazon, I forget the name right now, that's talking about the situation with the Superfund site up there. Um, so this is a kind of a nice companion piece to that, really like painting a human picture and, uh, you know, taking this fictionalized. And it, like I said, it's not just preachy about, oh, there's the nuclear waste, but also explores just really human things about relationships and broken relationships and second chances. Uh, so really, really good play there. A um, couple other things. Uh, honestly, like, I don't need to list all the things, all my recommendations here, because I'll say, go read about it on my blog. Um, but last episode, I I name dropped uh, this new musical called Forgotonia, and David was giving me a hard time. I was like, that's all the way in April. Why are you talking about it now? Well, it's all the way in April, but they've already sold out a couple dates. Um, so really, really exciting. Just I get excited about all theater and stuff, but especially new theater. Um, we have so much going on in town here. Uh, other art stuff, though, going on, too. St. Louis Art Museum, Sunken Cities Exhibit. Oh, yeah. Opens this weekend. Um, and uh, I'm going to... I'm a member, so I'm going to get a sneak preview before uh, the general public uh, gonna, gets to see it. You're going to put we, your um, monocle on. Yeah. Can, can, we, can we, like, every time we mention the St. Louis Art Museum, just put in a clip from, like, Space Jam... Go on and slam! <laughs> I want that every time. Yes, please do. Please do. I'm the one who edits this. So <laughs> I'm yeah, not going to do that, but that's great. Please edit that in. <laughs> you can edit me saying "Go on and slam." Maybe, yeah, because otherwise you have oh, to wait, worry about the yeah, copyright wait, infringement. On. Go, do it right now. Just pause oh, for like two we're, seconds. We're gonna, pause, we're gonna go. No, we're, oh, do it. Uh, three, two, one. Go on and slam. Wait, that wasn't a big pause. We're not going to be able to cut it. Wait, oh, pause and one. Go on and slam. Much better. So uh, the Sunken Cities exhibit, <laughs> there's basically over 20 years is one of the biggest excavations of Egyptian artifacts from the bottom of the Mediterranean Ocean of two like North African cities. Yeah, and you cities. should look this up and see the installation. It's process. wild. Yeah. So they 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 
expanded their special exhibition space to make more room for it. They've put a bunch of these, like, I mean, I'm talking probably 20, 30 foot tall statues that were excavated from underwater are in the main exhibition hall. This is going to be here from March 25th through September 9th, so all summer long. Um, they almost look like monoliths. Yeah, they're, they're, it's wild. Um, and so I'm really, really excited about this. Uh, next episode, we're going to try and uh, record next week. I will have kind of my feedback on that. Um, I'm sure it's going to be amazing. But this is, we are, I forget the exact uh, things, and I, I didn't find the piece of paper that said it, but we're one either one of the first museums or one of the first museums in America to get this touring exhibition. I uh, thought we were the first. I think, it, I, we're, I think we're either the first or the first in America. Yeah, that's what I mean, America. Yeah. So, I mean, one, like, really special for us, and then two, it's just going to be, it's going to be big. I, it already is, it's big. I, 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 you and I were talking about this maybe months ago. You and I love large art. Yes. Just large perspective and, and feeling encapsulated by the art well and anything any any media that isn't on a large scale is automatically arresting right. um by the very fact that it's it's so the scale is so huge um and so i think there's you there's so much you can do with that scale um and, and so much you can do oh yeah it carries so much weight yeah literally well what if it's styrofoam then it doesn't boom roasted yeah. yeah but but that's the thing when and so also on the note of visual art i was i kind of put a feeler out there on facebook a while back um but I, I really listeners out there if you have a tap into if you have a an eye on what's going on in visual art in st louis outside of just the st louis art museum i really want to know more about that um i don't have a lot of discipline in the visual arts media um but the more and more new media I seek out and the more new media I find, well, you don't, the more I'm enriched as a person. You don't really attend the Contemporary Museum too often down... Um, in, in, yeah, in Grand Center. Um, Gr- I, yeah. I've not been there very often. Down in Grand Center. Okay. Uh, but that's it's on my radar for well, sure. Well, they've got a great events space out in their like, courtyard area uh-huh. where they show lots of film. It's fantastic. Nice. Um, I, I also know that Contemporary Art isn't like one of your like fortes in terms what? of I, I, past knowledge. I, I I like contemporary art. Yeah. Okay. Well, then. I well, just well, what I'm am just, I talking. I about? don't know. But the, the point, for me, I'm I am distinctly undisciplined in seeking out new media. That's that's what I mean. So um, like newer. Even though even though I'm the type of person who ought to be, and uh, and I would bet, like I I was just saying, every time I seek out new media, I'm enriched by it. Um, and I think that might just be another definition of learning, but I feel like that is the definition of learning. Hey, uh, so maybe not I, another. If I, if Isn't I there only one definition? Well, well, I mean, there are multiple dictionaries. At any rate, uh, why are there multiple dictionaries? Business interpretation selling them. Well, why are there? I guess maybe that's a good. If there are multiple dictionaries. I mean, there's multiple interpret. Oh, I guess exactly. Okay. Everybody's definition is different. It's yeah. your own perception. So that, that's I don't, that's my, I don't like this anymore. That's that's my overview. Of stuff. Well, uh, that's my overview of the stuff. But on the uh, subject of arts and media, uh, David, you have a personal connection to somebody who is. Are they currently in, or are they uh, just back from? 
Uh, somebody in or back San from? Luis, San Luis Obispo. Oh, my brother. So my brother is the um, head photographer for the Western Kentucky University Public Relations um, and lives in Bowling Green, Kentucky. That's where that is. And him, he and I were born and raised here in the St. Louis area. Um, and I say St. Louis area because I, it was St. Charles County. And he and his best friend, Connor Lewis, are both filmmakers as well. And they have a film that is um, tagged the asbestos movie. It's titled Dirty Laundry. You can look it up. Just type in asbestos movie and you'll find it and on any social media platform. It's about Connor and his cousin, Zach. Um, they ride their road bikes across the United States from, uh, I think it's Seattle to New York. I can't remember exactly which city they started from. Um, it's, it's you know over 3,000 miles. And in the process, they tell the story of many people being affected by asbestos and how there's almost this joking set aside tonality to mesothelioma and the cancer involved with that. And so they ride around the United States and they um, have interviews and held conversations and just discuss with these individuals affected by mesothelioma um, in each of these cities uh, around the United States and small towns most likely. Um, and there's still asbestos cases today, and it's terrifying. But people put it off because it's just a joking topic because of those those damn commercials that are just like, have you been affected by mesothelioma? And everybody just makes fun of those commercials. Well, I think it's because that that is the only time that people are even brought to that attention. Exactly. 100% yes. And that's a that's that's brought up in the movie. Thank you for bringing that up. Great. Great segue. Um so their film has been selected by four um pretty prominent film festivals around the United States. Um and they just got back from San Luis Obispo Film Festival and they were nominated. They did not win the audience award, but they were nominated for the audience award, which is five of the the, the top five films at the film festival that the audience um, enjoyed the most, obviously. And they were nominated, and I'm really proud of them. And now they also have a KC Film Festival um, nomination, and they're all going out east as well, and then they'll be back here in St. Louis, um, the whole town. And they would love your support. And they're, these local guys are killing it also. Um, another local filmmaker you need to check out locally. His name's Nathan Karimi. Um, another local filmmaker, um, uh, John Christopher. He's a good guy. Um, support local film and local filmmakers. And go fund them as well because you know funding is the biggest thing within film. you got to pay the actors somehow. Uh, but yeah, go check it out. Brian Lemon is my brother. Dirty Laundry is the name of the film. And you can find it on all social media platforms. It's called 
asbestos movie. It's awesome. I, I I'm really proud of him. He he did such good cinematography work and, and um his colorization tools. Oh man. I'm really into film, guys. So um sorry, I talk about color a lot in film. It, it's an element of film, so uh... I think it color coloring a film I think is the hardest part of editing. Oh my gosh, it takes up so much time if you want to do it right. Nice. It sounds interesting. I, I will definitely check it out. Yeah. Everybody should. Also, um, what else is going on in the community, guys? What's food food related? Right, yeah, I think, I think we're, we're, yeah, we're getting to our, our final segment, uh, food how and miscellany. Time, how much time have we are? You know, I haven't been paying attention, but it's much longer than uh, previous episodes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so we need just to a real quick, quick uh, wrap it up. Um, my restaurant that I have tried recently. Oh, goodness. Because um, I'm a foodie. Um, I'm actually... Uh, uh, Hosting a party this uh, this weekend, centered around food and the the love of food. Um, just basically, you know, uh, it's also his birthday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's my birthday, so I just wanted to get some people together and have some food. Right, and birthday. Be merry. Um, but no. So recently, I think the uh, the place that I've tried most recently that I want to give a shout out to is uh, I don't think this this food culture gets a lot of love. Um, so Asian kitchen, um, this is off of, uh, all of, uh, Boulevard. Um, and, uh, this is a downtown. Korean, uh, no, not downtown. I um, was gonna, I was going to say, I'm like, yeah, it's not downtown. Uh, yeah. This is a, this is an, uh, an authentic Korean, uh, restaurant. Um, so, uh, you know, if you like Korean food, um, and you happen to not live near um, Del Mar uh, Loop and Washu, or there's a, a you know a, um, a very a fairly generous amount of, of uh, Asian cuisines and choices on the Loop. Uh, this is one of the few hidden gems that you get real authentic uh, Korean dishes um, come out in uh, very hot. You get all the side dishes. Um, and the fried rice is some of the best fried rice I've had uh, in a long time. Um, it's called Asian Kitchen. Uh, if you like uh, Korean, Asian food, uh, look it up. Asian Kitchen. Nice. Yeah. We like them. Matt likes them. Matt yeah. likes them. Yeah. He I really know. does. He really <laughs> likes it. Yeah. Sweet. Well, I think that's a, a good uh, good ending point to our, oh, our conversation. And, oh, you and had ne- uh, next week we're going to bring on our friend. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, so we're, we're trying to do this weekly now. Um and uh, yeah, this coming this weekend uh, in Maplewood, uh, which we're pretty close to, is the Maplewood Coffee Crawl. David is going to be attending. Uh, I will. I'm busy. I don't, I'm not a coffee snob, but I enjoy coffee. Yeah. And our, our friend, our good friend Emily Bounds, um, who works at La Cosecha Coffee Roasting, um, it's in Maplewood on on the um, Manchester Strip, and she roasts unbelievably good. Coffee beans. They've got Ethiopia. They've got Guatemala. They've got Papua New Guinea, um, Mexico. Yeah, their Mexico's good. Their Mexico's the bomb. Yeah, I love their Mexico so much. And the Colombia, nice. and they you know travel all these places. And um, Jamie's an awesome guy, and he picks he picks some of the the greatest coffee beans around the city. And uh, Emily's gonna come on and, and talk to us about roasting. And what the roasting community in the city looks like. Beautiful. And so if you like coffee, you should definitely 
be involved with next week's show. Also, she's hilarious. And I've known her since she was two. And um, in the future, uh, Bradley's talked about, you know, trying to get more into visual arts. Uh, I have a neighbor and a friend that I've uh, really kind of grown closer to who's an abstract artist here in St. Louis and uh, is very intertwined in the um, visual art community here in well, St. Louis. How are we going to show that? Um, well, we'll, gonna... we'll take pictures and put it on our Twitter feed. <laughs> By that... the way, a bunch of uh, links, we're going to post links to some of the, you know, whether it's articles we've referenced or things we've talked about or further yes. information in our conversations. We have a Twitter overarching STL. It's at overarching STL also, on Twitter. Also, just keep the conversation going. Hit us up on our email or on yeah, e- email us, tweet at us, post on our Facebook page. Honestly, we just want to talk to you about the city. Yeah, and we do want feedback. We obviously we've learned some. We had a different different technical setup this week than we have in previous weeks, and we've been learning about that. And we're going to be tweaking and adjusting that. But continue to give us your feedback because you know we're we just want this to be great for our audience. Also the. And and I'd, I'd love your guys' feedback, like you two, um, on this. The, the main purpose of us creating this podcast is for you guys, um, St. Louisans. So the, the whole reason we don't want to, like, hone in on one aspect of, like, just we want to talk about sports or we only want to talk about arts, or we only want to talk about food, or we only want to talk about business development, or we only want to talk about uh, the film scene, or talk about... It's called overarching for a reason. We want people to know about the breadth of the community. And we we know about the depth of everything, because if you're really, really invested into it, you're going to do that and do that only. And you're going to go find your podcast for that. You're going to go find your, um, you know, your niche, uh, your, your magazine for that or no St. Louis subreddit. There is no real like sub, sub, subreddit. I, I don't, I don't read it. So I don't it's know. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Um, but this is to inform those on everything that's going on in your community. Not like everything, but we also want to bring experts on in their fields as well. So they can promote their work as as often as we possibly can. Yeah, we we want to hit a broad level of topics, things that we're interested in, but also things that you know you may not know about yeah. uh, and pique your interest. And then you'll hear some us talk about something and say, "Well, I want to learn more about that." And, and do we can your just own. add to it as well. Like if you want to add to it and talk about uh, the new aquarium in town at Uni Station. Or maybe we talk about what the heck's going on at the Edward Jones Dome. What's, excuse me, Dome in America Center. What's going on there now? Um, what happened to that North City Riverfront construction? Uh, what about North St. Louis politics and all the crap that's going down there? What about NGA, like building in uh, North Downtown? What about the, uh, you know, the smaller districts of the city that don't get a lot of attention, like Carondelet Park? What What's going on in those communities? Like, let us know what you want to hear about because we know it we're we're all three so knowledgeable in the areas that we love that we've got a real breadth of st louis knowledge here and so we want you to ask us those questions for sure for sure we we want to yeah we'll do that research and kind of bring it back to you matt any final thoughts it's it's been real cool. um yeah yeah i just wanted to <laughs> <It's been real. laughs> i wanted to uh wrapping up too 
We obviously we don't have any uh, sponsors or anything right now, but I did want to just thank archive.org, WordPress, and FeedBurner uh, because those are all online tools that allow us to host and distribute this podcast free of charge. Um, so that's that's a cool thing that we're not aside from the, you know equipment and stuff that we have or are spending. Money yeah, I was going to say my my pocket. My pocket's sponsoring this podcast. Well, yeah, we we are we are self sponsoring. We're you know we're we're subsidizing ourselves. Uh, but on the on the digital side of it, uh, we don't have to spend anything, which yeah, is pretty dang guys. sweet. We appreciate that. So thanks, internet. Yeah, for sure. It's 2018. That's right. Thank you for reminding me, Matt. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Bringing it back around. Bringing it back Dissing around. Bradley. Woo woo. Oh man. All right, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I appreciate all of you being fans. Send us your feedback. We love it, and we plan on staying here a while. Also, we're buying a house. And by we, I mean me, but we might all three live together. So that'll be fun. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And maybe oh maybe when you buy a house, we'll have a, a room that doesn't share a wall with another person who has and things going radio on. radio feedback. Yeah, the neighbors are giving us the radio feedback. Yeah, or we'll, have to, you know, we'll figure out grounding and stuff. I love grounding. It's a great, it's a great penalty in football. Well, we're going to stay grounded here and bring it home and say oh, thank you so much, guys. Don't do that. Um, That's Bradley. so cliche. <laughs> oh, Bradley, um, you were uh, you were giving your final sponsor uh, um, sign-offs or, or acknowledgments. Non-sponsor. Non-sponsor acknowledgments. Um, but, yeah, uh, I guess let's uh, – until next time, guys, it's only going to be a week. Thanks so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon.